Hi everyone, welcome back to Woman Problems Period Podcast. Today, Candace and I are so excited to share with y'all a pretty deep and spiritual conversation we had with our special guest, Dr. Christina Fontana. For those that don't already know Christina, aka the pharmacist coach, she is a pharmacist, holistic healer, rapid transformation business coach, speaker, and five-time author. She helps spiritually driven women to reignite your light and shine in your brilliance, confidence, and true essence. Her mission is to empower more healers and business owners to unlock their innate gifts to create a domino effect of healing on the world. So if you are open-minded and ready to hear more about God's ability to heal and transform, let's get started and talk about some woman problems, period. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Hello. And I want to just, I always start off by acknowledging you mm-hmm. because, or like acknowledging the podcast host, because I know how much it takes and how much love that you pour into this podcast oh. with like the graphics and the time. And then I just got prayed over like, this is just, <laughs> what a way to, to dive into the weekend. My birthday's on Monday and oh. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got this beautiful prayer. So oh. thank you so much for, for having me, for giving me this space. Um, I'm really so grateful. So I just wanted to say that first. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, happy early birthday. I'm a cancer. So yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And I didn't even mention, um, you know, we recently, or I recently got the opportunity to go to Christina's healers and healthcare conference. I'm sure some of y'all saw some of the social media posting about that. It was so impactful. I'm actually rocking the shirt today. Yes, you are. Any video <laughs> watchers out there. Um, but really, it was just, it was so transformational. It was so nice to be surrounded just by other healers that are trying to do something similar or, you know, just have a similar vision in mind. So just thank you again for organizing that. And yeah, just appreciate the invite to attend and speak on the panel. It was, yeah, it was so great. So, so happy to have you in our environment now. It's fun to, to yeah, swap no, here. It, it was such a transformative event and yeah, there's no coincidence. Like I said, you and I connected and I was like, she needs to come. I just got that message. I was like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, I get, I get downloads, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about that. And I was just like, yep, she's, she's coming. So yeah, really grateful that you came. Yes, Candace, I've been talking your ear off about all of it since, haven't I? Yes, you have. <laughs> and I, I'm so sad that I missed it. But I do think we have already benefited from just having Christy be there. And um, just it just seemed really powerful. So yeah. mm-hmm. yes, and I'm excited to share with everybody some of those nuggets today. So since this podcast is called Woman Problems, period. We always start out with asking our guest, you know, which woman problem are you most passionate about and why? So we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording. So I'm just going to let you jump in yeah. and do your thing. <laughs> yeah. So really it's my work is really helping women to bring that light that we all have forward into the forefront so that you can use your God-given gifts and be that healing effect and create that domino effect in the world for others. Because I know that 
a big reason why I do the work that I do with transformation and business. It's really healing. It's to help that person that has maybe felt broken or felt, you know, like their light has been snuffed out or completely dimmed to reignite that light. Because whether it's through ridicule, criticism, trauma, whatever has happened, that that bright light that you were born with has been slowly dimmed for whatever reason, self-doubt, all of these other things. My purpose is, and when I walk into a room and where I ha- when I have a podcast or anything, it's to uplift, inspire, reignite that light that we all have within us. And I hope that through telling my story and sharing some of what I've been through, to really inspire the listener to know that anything is possible for you. So I love that so much. Um, light has been such a recurring theme. I was telling you about yeah. a couple weeks ago. Um, and so I just love that. Yeah. You just set the, set the stage for this conversation, all about that and letting your light shine and shame to shine. I mean, there's just so many good yeah. themes throughout that. And, and biblically, oh my goodness, there's so many themes of, let your light shine before the world, like be the salt and the light of the world, like a city on a hill can't be hidden. I mean, it's just what we're called to do, you know, for us, at least I know everybody has a different faith background, but Candace and I really lean into that, um, just being authentic to ourselves. And I think our listeners know that by now. So we try to like sprinkle that in throughout, um, because we truly think, you know, that's where we're getting our, our power and our light from. So yeah. And it's like, you know, the, I think it's, um, I don't know the Bible as well as, you know, maybe you might, but I know there was the, I'm the vine, you are the branches, Matthew. I don't know if I'm yeah. saying the right. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's that like, when we really plug into our divine source, there's nothing we can't do. And so it's all like, you know, Candace, before she, you know, before we started this podcast was praying over us and saying like, it's all for his glory. And I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And even with the conference, you know, I, my physical human self is only able to do so much. I literally surrendered. I pray over the room. I surrender everything. And it just gets orchestrated because I can't possibly do something like that myself. So with like my faith is such a huge part of what I do. And I always say, God is my CEO. I am just the vessel. And I'm like, okay, tell me what to do today. I love that. God is my CEO. That's that's yeah. so powerful. Oh, yep. I love that. And that's so evident too, like just in the way things flowed in your story and, and we'll dive into that. Um, so yeah, let's, Candace, do you have anything else before we? No, no. I just started? think it's so beautiful to listen to you talk because it, it, it is a picture of what we would think the Holy spirit looks like when he's working, you know, mm-hmm. and the confidence that you talk about it with is really rare to see. Um, it's similar to how I would almost visualize Paul in the Bible. Of, oh my God, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> going out on these yeah. mission journeys and he's so, he's so bold and mm-hmm. so confident that he's singing while he's handcuffed in a prison or, you know, like all those stories, but it's because he believes it to his core. And that's, that's what that's what being with you is like, like you believe something to your core and it's so refreshing. So wow. (laughs) That you're on today. Yeah. Yes. I hope that the listeners can really feel that energy too, because yeah, whenever you're with Christina, you do feel like the Holy spirit has filled her and is radiating out of her, which is why I think light 
radiating like yeah. it's it is a potent thing and and I love that you know you are so passionate about teaching others how to be filled with that light so I'm sorry we're making her cry <laughs> no no it's it's beautiful it's like tears of joy like for no, someone oh, to yeah, see that and like, you know, I always think of our name, like Christy, I didn't even know your name was Christina, like Christ, you know, yeah. I, I want to be, you know, an example of that in the world. And that's really what my business is. Um, so it just is like, oh my God, you saw that within like five minutes. Yes. Oh, it, yeah. and it's cool how it translates over, you know, technology too, because we're on yeah. Zoom right now. And and, you know, of course, in person at the conference, but I feel like on social media, it is true too. So, um, well, yeah, let's talk about you, Christina. I mean, let's talk about like the services you provide, you know, we'll dive into your story a little bit, but we like to call this like our education segment um, because education, motivation, and optimization for those that are new listening, those are our three pillars of my functional pharmacist. So that's what we want to really make sure we're always offering. Um, so yeah, let's dive into the education segment and just hear a little bit more about, you know, your business, you know, the services you provide, coaching, Facebook group, healers yeah. and healthcare show. I mean, you've got a lot going on and you're <laughs> killing it, but yeah, just give us a snapshot. Yeah. So what came to me as you were just asking that was like, I really, if you really peel away all like, you know, the business coach, da, 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 I help heal human hearts. Like that is really what I hope that people walk away with is that, you know, becoming more of who they really are. And like I said, we have these experiences through life where we shut down certain parts of ourselves because it's like, oh, that's not safe to be, or I can't be myself in some way because of these past experiences. And so when, especially, you know, I'm, I'm working with someone in their business, I am really looking at, okay, where are you getting stuck? What's the resistance point? How can we shift that? And I use a lot of different tools to do that. Hypnosis, um, somatic healing, energy work, prayer. I mean, there's so much that we do. And so I kind of intuitively, and I guess I, I just channel that. I'm like, okay, like this is the tool that's really going to help this person shift, whether it's like a tuning with them or an inner child part or an inner teenager, whatever that is. And with that release of energy, we're liberating energy so that that person can then use that creative energy to take steps forward in their business. Because oftentimes people come to me and they're stuck in some mm -hmm. way. And so there's something that needs to be released in order for them to be able to move forward. And I can kind of intuitively pick up what that is. Often it's, it's layered and it all makes sense. So I want people to know that when they come to work with me, that there's, um, there's no shaming, there's no condemning. Like it all makes sense because when we have trauma that's undigested, it's going to show up through the nervous system, through our limiting beliefs, through self-doubt. And so I hold them in the space and love them and say, hey, this makes sense. And this is how we're going to shift this. And we're going to love mm -hmm. you through it. And then of course there's strategy, but like strategy, that's like 5% of it, right? It's really bringing out this person's gifts and allowing them to like, I, I almost like translate energy. So like, I can look at someone and say like, okay, this is your zone of genius. This is your brilliance. Let's really like dial up that energy. And this is the magnetic messaging that feels really aligned for you to be able to then attract those clients who really need the medicine that you have. And as pharmacists, our medicine comes in different forms. It's not always in the form of a pill or mm -hmm. 
an injection or, or, or all of those other things, it can be in the form of, of self-love, of forgiveness, of these different tools that, you know, as healers in healthcare, we all use. So I, again, it's, I guess I, I just keep getting this like uplifting, like uplift them, elevate the energy so that they're able to attract those clients who are ready to work with them. So again, we ignite, like I'm igniting a healer so that they can continue their healing work in the world. So I think that that is really, I, that's what I get teary eyed about because I think about even Sujin as an example, Sujin came to my May retreat in 2021. We worked together. She went through her healing journey and now she started a nonprofit and she's doing advocacy work. So because she moved through her own healing, she's now impacting her entire community. So that is why I'm here. This is why I do the work that I do because as corny as it sounds, like I really want to see more healing in the world. And it's because of the pain and the darkness and the craziness that I went through all throughout my early life that I've been able to kind of alchemize that into gold, right? Like spin it into gold. And if you look at all my, you know, everybody, uh, Kevin Walker was like, well, why is everything gold and glittery? I'm like, because I want people to shine in who they are. I want people to feel safe to be who they are. So that's I love the golden glitter. (laughs) What did you say? I said, I love the golden glitter. It's yeah, yeah, it just radiates. I mean, again, just that, that shining that you're trying to come across. So I love that. That is so good. You know, at the conference we kept saying, or at least I kept saying, um, empowered empathy was like the, the phrase that was coming across for me of just all of the teachings of like, you know, Christina's trying to empower us so that we can connect with others. So the empathy, and then it's just like, then that's a ripple effect and that's a ripple effect. And that, I mean, yeah, for our faith, that is like what we're called to do. And so it's just, it is cool to see, and you're never too corny on this podcast. So this is funny. I actually, so like in college, so when I was 18, we, you know, I went to St. John's university and everybody had to go around and you had to make an alliteration with your name. So it was like, um, animated Ashley, whatever. And when it uh-huh. came to me, I was corny. I was like, I'm corny, Christina. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, I love it. Yes. I, so yes, I appreciate a good dad joke in corny <laughs> and puns and all the things. So yeah, yes, you're definitely in the right, in the right podcast. Hey, just briefly interrupting our conversation to make sure y'all know about our new product called Overreacting My PMS Problem Packs. Do you have painful periods, awful PMS symptoms, looking for something more natural? Well, we know that you are not overreacting when it comes to your PMS, which is why these problem packs were thoughtfully created for women by women with the hopes that it makes your time of the month less of a problem. We know that women are extremely busy, so we've already packed professional grade supplements into daily perforated doses. All you have to do is simply rip and take the pack of your daily dose of supplements. And it's so much easier than clunky bottles or pill boxes that you have to put together once a week. As y'all know, we're pharmacists. Some may call us medication experts, which just means that we are obsessed with quality, safety, and outcomes. We only partner with others who share these core values. So you can really trust that you're getting the best of the best when it comes to supplement quality. 
We have heard great reviews from those who have tried it out so far, and we actually take them ourselves. So if you just head on over to myfunctionalpharmacist.com, you can check it out under my problem packs and let us know what you think. Thanks so much. Now back to our conversation. So as you're just talking about what you do, can you go a little bit before that and tell us how you start a little bit about your story and then how you started into this? How did you get into what you're doing? Yeah. So my own transformation and why I do the work that I do came from a background of abuse, physical, mental, emotional, from my dad and people in my family and growing up in a very highly critical environment and going through a lot of like living in a very chaotic environment is how I would say it. Both of my parents had trauma from their, their respective backgrounds. We know how they grew up. And so they were both unavailable in, in a way, like they were going through the motions, but they weren't really physically or, or my dad wasn't physically, but like my mom was kind of like always in overwhelm and never really present. And as a result of all of that trauma and the, the physical, mental, emotional abuse um, and manipulation that I grew up with, I developed physical symptoms. You know, I had an eating disorder when I was 14. So I started, actually, I can remember even probably earlier on 12, 13, 14, starting to weigh myself every day and like really fixating on how I looked and was I thin enough and good enough and all of that. And it wasn't until I went into college that it was a kind of the opposite where I started binging every night and I would eat really, you know, like salads and all these healthy things during the day. And then I was, it was almost like I couldn't control it. Like I was so out of control. I think because my nervous system was so like, now I can look back and see what was happening my nervous system had so much trauma in it, unresolved trauma. And I had a lot of the, you know, perfectionism, people pleasing. Um, I grew up not being able to really express my emotions because I was, it was perceived as weak, like to be, to cry, I would have gotten hit or I would have gotten yelled at in some way. And so I grew up believing unconsciously that I, I couldn't be myself, that I was bad. And there was a lot of shame and guilt and a lot of things around my identity. And it resulted in this physical, um, this physical dis-ease, right? So it was, you know, eating disorders, anxiety, depression, all of that by the time I was 18. So I kind of just went through pharmacy school from 18 to about 23. And I just, I wasn't on any medication, but I was suffering with this, with all of these physical ailments and no one really knew how to help me. Like my parents kind of, my dad buried his head in the sand. I went to therapists, but like no one really knew how to help me. So then fast forward to right around the time that I was about to graduate pharmacy school, I knew that I wanted to do something different. My dad had a pharmacy. He was a pharmacist. My sister worked there. It was like a whole family affair. And it was the first time that God really came and, and was present in my heart because I never really grew up in like believing, like I, I kind of, I grew up Catholic, but it wasn't really until that moment. I can remember I was sitting on my bed and in my parents' house. And I just felt this voice and this, like, it was just, it was like loud in my ears. I can remember it. And God was like, you cannot stay in this toxic environment. Like you need to leave. And so I made my 
kind of like escape, I guess you could say, I knew I, I was like, I'm not going to stay at this pharmacy. I want to do a residency. I'm getting out of here. And I was ridiculed for it. You know, my dad was mad at me. He couldn't even look me in the eye. My whole family thought I was crazy. Um, you know, my mom at one point was so mad at me because I guess they thought I was betraying the family threw like a mustard bottle at me and it like hit the door and I could still remember it like flipped out absolutely flipped out and they I think it was because they didn't have control of what I was doing so anyway I wound up getting this residency through the scramble and really worked my off to get to get to that point and the next day was when I got this text from my mom and she was like you better come get all your stuff because like we're throwing you out of the house and like I'm not going to repeat what was said but it just really nasty text messages that I received about like you know essentially me making wrong the wrong decision and then I felt extremely guilty about it but I came home and literally all of my stuff like imagine your room all of my stuff all of your stuff is just thrown out onto like the front lawn essentially so I was extremely traumatized obviously by that and I had to stuff all of my things into like these leaf bags and I had to put these leaf bags into my tiny Mazda three car and figure out where I was going to live. And I was living with friends and living out of my car and I was about to graduate pharmacy school. So I had to take my boards. I was starting my residency. I had nowhere to live. I had no job. I had no income. So everybody's like, Oh, I'm going out to celebrate the graduation. I'm like, uh, I don't know where I'm going to live right now. That's where, that's where my mind is. So anyway, I, that was really my rock bottom. Cause I still had my eating disorder. I had anxiety, depression, um, my entire family, essentially, um, I was estranged from them. And so I had to just kind of be again in that, um, like doing mode. I couldn't really process what was happening. And so anyway, I went through the residency. I wound up kind of getting attracted to all these different types of healing modalities. I, I was out of the abuse, but I still had a lot of those negative thoughts that were going through my mind and I'm not good enough and shame and unworthiness and all of that. And gradually step-by-step, step, I, I use that, you know, I think of like the, you know, the ashes, like literally everything being burnt down to the ground in your life. That was the fertile soil for which I built my life to where I am now. And it, I, I say that to show people what's possible. Because I know, I know that that was used for God's glory. Mm -hmm. And that my story, I hope that it inspires and touches somebody to know that even if you are in the depths of hell and you don't know what's like, whether you're going through a divorce or whatever that is, that when you plug into God, he will lead your steps. And that is exactly how my life was restored because I, I had nothing. Mm. I like most people's worst fear is what I, what I lived. Yeah. That resiliency yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's only because, yeah, you plugged into the, the, the true source. Yeah. Um, yeah. And gosh, that is, that's so powerful. And I've heard Christina's story before and it still is still very impactful. So I'm sure listeners out there are empathizing and relating and it's touching people out there. So just thank you for always like 
being vulnerable and leading by example. You talk about the power of your story and sharing and you've got to go first though. And you, you know, you do a great job, you know, just, yeah, sharing and being authentic and vulnerable. So I don't want to make you relive all of that, but no, it's, you can ask any question. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've told it many times in the past week, actually, because I've been oh. a lot of different podcasts, but you know, I, I want people to know that to, to be able to see that level of, of depth of just everything that happened. And then I've been able to, you know, find my light and, and reignite that and, and reclaim parts of myself that were just so broken from, you know, I had an ex-boyfriend slash my tires um, and like stalk me. I've had just crazy things happen. And to show that you can be restored, that mm-hmm. you can, and that's really what healing is. Healing is coming back to wholeness, to who we are. And and for me, it's living and, and being the example for for God and, and helping uplift other people and heal yeah like I said, healing human hearts. That's really what I do. So, and I think a lot of women out there are going to be able to relate to so many of that. Um, so, so many elements of your story. I wanted to say you could write a book, but Christina's already written four or five. (laughs) So you can also check those out. Yeah. She's definitely a well-rounded author, speaker, writer, coach, all the things. So, um, yeah, I love I love that transformation. Christina, while you were talking, I wrote down just some words that popped out to me. And I just want to voice those. And then I want to I want you to continue your story to where you are now. Yep. The words I wrote down were chaos, out of mm-hmm. control, guilt, shame, focus on people pleasing. Yeah. Physical disease and all of that that you described, instability. Um, and amidst, amidst all of that, you talked about hearing a voice that basically said, turn, right, move, like go a different direction when you're in this pit. And so clearly immediately you took a step to turn, but it wasn't immediately easy. It sounds like you still went through a lot of hard stuff is what I'm hearing. Take us after the hard stuff, and maybe there's still some, I'm sure there is, but how did you go from pharmacy school, residency, being a pharmacist, like maybe in whatever your, your first career was into what you're doing now? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, as I'm hearing you say it, it's an ascension journey. So going from being a pharmacist to then exploring more of you know, the holistic side of things and all of these different modalities, I started learning about proper nutrition, which I never had really, you know, because they don't teach us that in pharmacy school. So, you know, learning about that and going through all these different certifications, going through my own healing journey, like I, I have been to so many events, Tony Robbins, Brendan Bouchard, Mastin Kip, I just immersed myself and became almost like obsessed with, I need to reprogram this and be around people and that are forward thinking people that are going to uplift me being in, I'm almost like seeing it as like planting new seeds in my mind of 
like how I want to be and what am I living into? So I remember listening like to, I think it was Tony Robbins or Mastin Kip. I would listen to it every single day on my way to work, to my residency. And I just started kind of planting new seeds and saying, okay, like I'm out of that. Now I need to rewire who I am. And so it kind of, I just, I'm a person that I follow my intuition. So I've been led to so many different coaches and healers and I just say yes to it because I know God always supports me. And when you were saying chaos and all of that, when you were reflecting that back, I got this message in my mind that the stability comes from God, that God is safety. So that's really what I started to learn to lean on because there was nothing else. Literally everything was stripped from me. So what else is there but God? So that's where I feel that was my gift that I got out of that adversity was being so connected to God and plugging into that because I had never really done that before. I was kind of asleep to that. And then also the deep compassion that I have for humankind, because no matter what we go through, a lot of us have the same human emotions, right? It's unworthiness, shame, guilt, fear of being seen or fear of being ourselves. So I... I see that as a gift and a treasure that I've been able to cultivate throughout the years. And, you know, um, a lot of the different modalities, like I said, I mean, I've recently done nervous system work and, you know, all of it comes back to healing. So it's just a different tool to help that person to remember the divinity within them. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I'm being called to share. No, that's so Did I answer your question? (laughs) Sorry, I got in my own own rampage. You did. Yeah, I think that's, I think you did. Um, I mean, it sounds like you got out and, and it really kind of came through your own healing is where you learned all this. And then you, at some point you just decided to, Hey, let's turn this into, I want to do this for a living. I want to do, I want to help other people. And we, and Christy and I talk a lot about this. And I was going to save it for our motivation. I'm sorry, Christy, we're, we're jumping down into motivation here. Probably. It's okay. <laughs> Flexibility is really important. And I'm really learning that lately. Uh, so let's go. There. Well, <laughs> one of the things you were saying earlier, Christina, made me think of what Christy and I talk about a lot is, you know, we, at the core of what we do is we want to help women with their health so that they can be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, women are so, um, a lot of us, like you have the gift of compassion, Christina, right? That is very clear. Um, and, and a lot of women do, and it's, you know, we're service oriented. We want to help people. We have the heart behind a lot of that. And if we're not healthy or if we're ignoring our basic needs, you know, if we're ignoring um, what, even as simple as what we talk about, not drinking enough water, <laughs> Mm-hmm. we're ignoring the fact that we should have bowel movements every day but we're too busy to drink water and have go to the bathroom you know like that's part of my own story <laughs> yeah retail pharmacy but, but if you can branch that out yeah to to however deep you want to go with it but if we're too if we're too busy thinking we can do things on our own power that we're ignoring our basic needs maybe that basic need is Jesus right we know it is um but if we're ignoring what he teaches and the small disciplines that he teaches, then we're no longer going to be available 
to be the healers or to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our own world, Mm -hmm. uh, to our own children, to our own friends, to our own parents or whatever that looks like, you know? Um, And so you're describing a lot of what also we do and and the basis and the foundation of, of where we come from and where we function from and just channeling all of your gifts, you know, the gifts, the gift of compassion. Clearly you have a gift of a determined heart. Um, and, and we know the Lord sees that. And so somehow he's reached you and surrounded you with all of this goodness, um, combined with your self-determination, um, and your willingness to seek him out, which also I think is rare, you know, sometimes that's not, that's not always there for people. Um, but it just turned it into this beautiful conflict totally opposite from all those words that I mentioned earlier you know, like, no. um, completely completely transformed you and yeah I mean I think that's I think that's what the Lord wants from all of us is to be transformed by him and then to share that out with others so mm-hmm. well that's really what transformation is it's a change of heart it's a change of you know because we do you know physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all of those layers need to be nourished and cared for and, and for us to be able to be a channel for God. So mm-hmm. I love that we have that similar mission because it really is, it's healing and being available to say, I, I say to God all the time, I'm like, use me. Mm-hmm. Like, what will you have me do? And just being, being open to that and, you know, it's, especially in business, I mean, that's going to grow and change and evolve. And sometimes I'm like, wait, what about this over here? And it's like, you're being redirected this way. And it's just really, um, I've had to surrender my ego a lot <laughs> and the control that I'm like, wait, but I just did all this. Now what? Um, it really does require a level of just deep surrender to, okay, I, I am aligning my will with God's will. And even if it's not convenient for my ego, I'm willing to walk that path, which is hard. No, it's so hard. I have the the perfect verse is coming to me. Um, I had to look it up to make sure I get it right. But (laughs) Romans 12, two, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Like that just gives me goosebumps um, because that literally just sums up your story and everything we're talking about today. And, And just how scripture can be so alive and active in our modern society if we let it, if we surrender, you know, exactly what you're saying. So um, I know some of this may be new for some listeners out there or, or maybe more abstract, um, but just hang in there with us. We're going to connect all the dots if you need a little more hand-folding. Um, I know the three of us really like to go deep <laughs> and quickly, yeah. um, so hang on for the journey. Um, so let's let's rewind, I guess, a little bit then. Let's talk about nervous system work because that is really a buzzword in the wellness community over the last year or so, and um, you know, the idea of it, I think has been around much longer, but let's talk about that and how that's impacted, you know, your journey. And like, what is that for those that don't know? Yeah. So trauma lives in the body. So the nervous system is your autonomic nervous system, which, you know, parasympathetic, sympathetic, essentially 
uh, Stephen Porges came up with this theory, the polyvagal theory, that there are these different uh, states and blended states of the autonomic nervous system. So, you know, ventral vagal is like that safety where we feel connected to ourselves. There's no threat from the environment and everything is easy breezy. So that's at the top of the ladder. Then you have the sympathetic or hyper arousal where um, this is actually where I tend to go. It's like your, your body is experiencing some kind of threat, whether that's from the outside or some people like are, I know I had this for a while. I was hyper vigilant all the time. So your body is always in that because when you've experienced a lot of trauma, your body, it's like that switch is always on. And so there's always that uh, stress chemistry that's flooding through your body. You're in more of that fight state or flight. And that's where you are probably prone to more like anxiety, agitation, anger. And so that's kind of like the next stage that happens after a threat's in your environment. Then at the bottom of that ladder, when there's too much going on, and your body is like, it's like a computer. It's like, I need to just shut down to conserve energy because there's a, a, a severe danger that's happening. Even if it's not like you're being chased by a lion, but it, to your nervous system, it's like a, a, a severe threat. Then you go into dorsal vagal, which is essentially shut down. And that's where you want to hide. You're not really motivated. You have no energy because your body is trying to conserve that, that energy because of everything that's going on in your life. So there's also a blended state called freeze, which I find a lot of high achievers tend to, to be kind of stuck in that over the overwhelm, the freeze response. So that's a blended state of the sympathetic and also dorsal shutdown where you're experiencing perfectionism, procrastination. It's like having one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake it's very uncomfortable. I, I, I hate freeze personally. Cause I feel like I'm like, I can't move, right. Your body wants to move, but you can't move. Then you'll have a lot of thoughts like, well, I don't have enough time. And like, I'm so busy and all of that. So the reason why we want to look at the nervous system is because that's really the root of everything. So your, your state, your nervous system state informs the story that your brain is, is telling you right now. So if you're in a freeze state, you're going to be overwhelmed, right? Because there's so many things going on. There's too many, like I call them balls in the pool. And that could be from undigested trauma, from just all of the things of everyday life that you have going on. And so when we're operating from this state, again, there's nothing bad or wrong about it, but it's not efficient. So if you're wanting to move forward in your business, but you're getting stuck in freeze and shutdown, it's going to be really frustrating because you want to move. You want to really do those things. And you guys might see this too with your patients as well. Like you tell them something, you give them a protocol and then you, you circle back and you're like, Hey, how did that go? And the person's like, I just got so overwhelmed. Like I can't do it. This is what's happening. So when we look at the nervous system and there's a lot of different tools and techniques and actually AI, which is really cool um, that you can kind of look at to see okay, um, like how am I using my energy? Uh, is, is today, like I, I know I use that with my nervous system coach, it's, um, it's the source app and you can actually measure your HRV to use your energy efficiently in your life and in your business. So there's a lot of those different tools and techniques that are out there now to help you rewire the nervous system so that you have capacity. Because when you have capacity to 
really be present with people to think more strategically, right? When you bring the blood flow back to the prefrontal cortex, instead of in the amygdala, there's a lot more peace and there's a lot more presence with the people that you're going to be interacting with. So it's, I've been doing a nervous system work for the past nine months. It has been a game changer for my business to be able to hold not only just physical capacity, like, you know, with the conference, more people, but even emotionally understanding people now really with even more compassion. Like I get where you're at because before I did the nervous system work, I was like, Oh, I don't get why. Like, why is this person not moving or like what's happening now that I have gone through it myself and experienced these different states. And now I know how to help my clients get, you know, move through freeze and get out of freeze. As an example, it helps them be more efficient in their business while also attuning to the part of you that's, that makes sense. It makes sense why you're, you're freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just had a client, like I said, this week that I, you know, I was working through that with her cause she had an experience from childhood that was coming through. And so she tends to hide and she's like, well, I'm, a, I'm terrified of being seen because X, Y, Z. So it's working with these multi-dimensional layers of the nervous system, the thoughts that you're telling yourself healing through these undigested emotions to, again, bring you back to wholeness so that you can shine and be that light out in your business and say, this is who I am. I'm, you know what I, maybe if I get criticized, I know how to bring safety back into my body. So that's a little bit about the nervous system. No, that was perfect. You know, just reiterating some yeah common themes that I kind of took away from that is the free state, obviously, paralysis by analysis, you can call it a lot of different things. But I think, um, you know, just a lot of perfectionism out there, our society definitely celebrated for so long. And I think social media is finally starting to see a shift to being more real and authentic. But um, I definitely think for years and years of that inundated in our brain, um, caused that perfectionism to, to cause people to to freeze and to not post in your business or to not move forward with um, implementing, you know, like you said, uh, we have an implementation plan that we ask our patients and yeah, Candace, don't we hear that all the time? <laughs> this is really overwhelming. And so Candace does a beautiful job breaking it into bite-sized pieces and literally let's do one thing a week. And if we, you know, need to do more or less, we can. And um yeah. And then also, yeah, that hypervigilant, I think we've all felt that. Uh, <laughs> I know yeah. in the emergency room, when I worked as a pharmacist there for a couple of years, it, it really was, yeah, the crux of everything or the climax, I would say, of just burnout for me because I constantly had my head on a swivel and it just wasn't an environment where I could truly thrive. Um, so I personally resonated with a lot of that. So hopefully a lot of other women out there are taking notes and, you know, go do some, some of your own research on this. There's so much great info out there. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just love that. Candice, do you have anything else on nervous system? Yes, I do. I mean, I love everything that you are saying fits in what we do so well, but it just Mm -hmm. takes it so much deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we talk a lot about cortisol, and thyroid hormones and sex hormones and all, you know, all of that, people usually come to us for hormones uh, or something of that nature. And so as we're educating and teaching about what's going on, um, one of our buckets that we use is called reframe, right? And 
we have some general things that we put in there, um, but we know there are much more highly specialized areas that we're, we that we are not trained in, and that and and this is where you come in, you know. So, I would love to know your thoughts on how it connects with cortisol, how what you do yeah. connects with cortisol. So, um, whenever we experience a trauma, high frequency gamma waves hit the brain. And it's, those are very unstable. So your brain is, it's, you get shocked, right? And typically trauma, you're in a powerless state. Um, think about when somebody gets diagnosed with something, they're like, oh my God, wait, I have cancer. What? Like, so all, all of a sudden the stress chemistry starts flooding the bloodstream, norepinephrine, cortisol, your body goes into flight, fight, flight, freeze. Some people are going to be like, no, I don't have that right. Fight. Some of them are going to just leave the office flight. Or they might freeze and say, oh my gosh, what? So our body is responding to, like I said, either external stressors or it could be internal where it's just kind of like looping when you're always on that hypervigilance. Like, uh, you know, and it's not cognitive. It's not something that we think about. But if you find yourself constantly getting triggered, that's what's happening is that we're typically in that, like, you know, scanning the environment for a threat because we want to keep ourselves safe and it all makes sense. So that's kind of the way that I see the cortisol picture fitting in. And of course, you know, it makes sense. Like I'm thinking about even my own eating disorder, you know, of course it makes sense that my body doesn't know, like, am I hungry? Am I not hungry? You know, your hormones are are dysregulated, your nervous system, the thoughts And that is where the trauma, you know, what, and especially as a highly sensitive person, it informed my thoughts that I'm not good enough. Oh, I need to weigh my, like, and it continued that pattern. So, so I really believe that looking at some of these root causes and healing the nervous system is such a game changer. In addition to these other tools that I've talked about, and again, each person's different, but to be able to regulate the system, because when you get to that root and you help that person self-heal and be empowered, they're naturally going to take action to love themselves and, and, you know, uh, drink the water and they're going to be taking their pills because they love themselves. Think about a person. I'm going to use my father-in-law as an example, love him to death, but he doesn't treat his body well. Cause he has a lot of, I think, undigested things from the past. And when you're at, when you're holding on to that guilt seeks punishment, So you're, you know, his body, he's like, well, I don't deserve to treat my body well, you know? So he's very unhealthy when I, you know, didn't love myself. I was smoking cigarettes. I was drinking alcohol. Like you would never see that now, but it's because of the, the trauma that is undigested that needs to be addressed in order for that person to rise in, in the level of energy to be able to be empowered, to take those vitamins, to do whatever they have to do because a person who loves themselves is not going to abuse their body. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. So really just thinking of that. No, that, that's, if that's I love so myself, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I love myself, I wouldn't be doing this and it's not mm-hmm. shaming. And like, you know, I've been there too, you know, doing all these horrible things because I was abused, but in that healing, we give that person the opportunity to be inspired. So we don't have to motivate them. It's, 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 they're inspired to take that action. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense that, you know, just makes me think of 
what you shared on Instagram last night about body image and getting oh, like yeah. external shame <laughs> from people and just yeah. like the growth that you've experienced of how you were able to just tolerate it and laugh about it and have a positive mindset. Um, I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that, but I was yeah. just, I love that story just because I can relate. And I think a lot of women out there can relate to body image struggles and approval of others and, and all of that. So yeah, we just kind of touch on that and how this all ties together. So I want to just say, I never laugh at anybody else's experience. I laugh at my own experience. So before I tell the story, please, mm -hmm. I, I want you to know that I, I'm laughing because I know what's happening with that other person. So I got a message from somebody on LinkedIn the other day. I don't know who this person is. And she just said, you're too thin. And I was like, huh? So I, of course I was like, what, where did that come from? And so I looked at the girl's profile. She doesn't have a profile picture. I don't know who it is, but I laughed at it. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, I don't even know who you are, but then there was another instance that happened this morning. That was kind of interesting. Um, where, you know, so that person was kind of like, criticizing my body. Then I had another experience this morning with an older man who called me stupid. And I was like, I don't even know who you are. Like, so I was trying to connect with this man to, cause like I saw his, uh, his name came up or his business came up in the PR Pennsylvania pharmacist association newsletter. I was like, Oh, let me reconnect with this guy. So I was like, Hey, I'd love to chat with you. You know, he does like business consulting. I didn't know if there was any synergy there. So obviously now there's not, <laughs> um, you never know unless so, you try. <laughs> yeah. So I just reached out to him. I was like, Hey, can we connect? He goes, yeah, sure. Call me at 11 today. So I was like, okay, I don't have your phone number. Can I have your phone number? So he's like, well, if this is really Christina, then you'll have my number. I was like, dude, I haven't talked to you since 2017. So anyway, I just said, well, here's my number. I said, I saw your number in this. I screenshotted it and showed him. And then he goes, um, okay, well, obviously you're not Christina because she's not that stupid. So I was like, okay. So I said very nicely, I said, okay, never mind. It actually was me. Like he thought that it wasn't me for, for whatever reason. And I said, I am not going to be spoken to this way. And I said, take care. And I closed yeah. the door and I won't touch that with a 10 foot pole. But I did a whole Instagram live on this because I know how much you know, the fear of being seen, the fear of criticism, all of that is so real for mm -hmm. people. And as you grow and expand, you're going to be reaching more people and this might happen. So I want to just, you know, anybody listening, I want you to realize that people are projecting their own stuff onto you. And it's actually about them. Like that's his stuff. I always say, when you have an orange, don't expect to get grapefruit juice out of that orange. Like he's angry inside. So if I do something, he, whatever comes out is what's already inside. So I actually, I, I was like, again, I laughed. I'm like, okay, I know I'm not stupid. I know I'm not too thin, whatever it is. And, and if you do get triggered, that's okay too. It's not right mm -hmm. or wrong, but realizing that people are experiencing, they're in their own world. So whatever he's got going on, it has nothing to do with me. And I think that softens the, the blow a little bit and it's not excusing the behavior and I'm not, it's not condoning the behavior, but I, because I've done so much personal development work and seen why people act the way that they do. I'm like, 
bless you. If anything, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to, my mom was like, oh, you should have said you're stupid. I was like, no, why am I going to, why am I going to (laughs) come back at him and say that? Like, I bless you because obviously you're in pain. Yeah. So it's that, but also setting boundaries. So again, when you love yourself, you're not going to be putting yourself in toxic situations for people or where people are going to abuse you. Mm. And coming from that background, being helpless and powerless and being in those chaotic, abusive environments, I don't, I don't put myself in that situation. So I think, you know, as women, we really need to know that we have a voice that we have the power to say, whenever somebody does that, I'm like, they should have a sign that says healing in progress. I need space. That's what, that's (laughs) what the sign should say. So, you know, just whatever, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with whether it's a family member or whoever, like, be able to set those boundaries for yourself because mm-hmm. you deserve nothing but love and support and kindness. So yeah, I think that's a good story to share. No, I loved it. And that's, I wanted to make sure we talked about it because yeah, it just shows that you have the capacity now to take that on. Whereas maybe those that are starting out with their nervous system journey and their cortisol's haywire, maybe they don't have the capacity right now and they feel emotionally reactive to everything. Um, that was me like, nine, 10 months ago, I I literally felt like I was having an emotional response to everything and it wasn't me anymore. And I've been on this journey where I'm seeing that pool that Christina talked about get bigger or things being taken out of the pool. So there's more space to swim around. Um, So that, that leads me to um, optimization, which I really want to end on today with talking about, I think the pool was like the best analogy for optimization. Wouldn't you think? So yeah, would you just share how the ideas to implementation, the pool, all of that ties together and how that can really be relatable, not only for those that own their own business, but just for, yeah, like the patient out there who's just seeking help. Right. So yeah, at the Kilos and Healthcare Conference, we talked a lot about the nervous system work and the idea that you can think of your nervous system as a metaphor of a pool and say that people start throwing in uh, somebody starts throwing in balls into the pool and that represents your, your health journey or whatever you're going through. Then somebody else throws in balls that represents all of the stuff that you you have with your kids and all the obligations and all that. Then you throw in more balls. That's your undigested trauma. And before you know it, you're in this pool, like, oh my God, I can't even move around. That's what's happening with the nervous system. When you have all of these, these things that are going on, of course, you're going to feel overwhelmed of course, you're going to shut down and say, okay, I need to just take a break. It's not safe to move because there's so much going on. And so when you're trying to in, in business or even in a health journey, if you're trying to take that idea to implementation, there's going to be a big gap between the time that you get that idea and the time that you actually execute it because there's so much going on. There's a lot of that resistance. Um, it could be self-doubt or procrastination or perfectionism or whatever's showing up, it's resistance in some way. And so when you do this work and when you start looking at some of the, I call them blocks, some of the blocks that are showing up, you shorten that gap so that you have an idea and you can implement that way you're using your energy efficiently and you're able to take those steps. And like I said, you can use that same analogy for you know, your health journey as well. Like if you're finding that, that you're self-sabotaging, that's your body literally trying to say, Hey, something's wrong here. Like if you're repeating a pattern over and over again, and it's self-sabotage, 
that's part of this. That's part of what's happening. Your body is trying to say, Hey, I, I need love and attention right now. Mm-hmm. And it's really through this deep healing that you can bring that back to, okay, what do I need to release? Who do I need to forgive? And it, you know, we talked about that heart transformation. That's really what transformation is. It's being able to deeply love and deeply and completely love and accept yourself no matter what you're going through. So bringing that love back to yourself, again, shortens that gap so that you're able to, and you're inspired to, I love myself. So I want to go do this. I love myself so much. So I want to go eat healthy and and exercise and move my body. Mm -hmm. And it starts with this deep work. So absolutely. Yes. I think in my own journey of just high school eating disorders and working out because you felt shame, like, oh, I have to do this to, you know, uh, counteract whatever. I had a piece of cake at this birthday party or something, you know, and like just being on the elliptical for hours and just doing it out of shame and just like, yeah, hating your body. And now it's like, okay, maybe I don't always get the like results I think I deserve or, or whatever it may be, but I'm so thankful that my body can move and can lift these weights and look at what it can do. I feel so empowered by that. And um, that's kept me motivated. So I think, yeah, it all ties together with, yeah, what energy are you operating out of? Are you operating with that shame mentality, which I know at the conference, you talked about how that's like the lowest level of frequency versus loving and love is the highest. And that just syncs up with, yeah, the Bible too. I know we've made a lot of scripture references, but I mean, that's threaded throughout everything. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's so cool how, you know, mind, body, soul, everything's connected. And so hopefully that can help some of the women out there who, yeah, maybe it's a weight loss journey, or maybe it's a nervous system journey or, or whatever specific health journey it may be with your hormones. Um, you know, just wanted to shed some light on just another layer to this basically. So, um, but yeah, we could be here with you all day, Christina. This <laughs> well, I did want to actually give you a little surprise. So for all oh, the gosh. listeners, I would love to gift you. It's called the Ascension Collection. So it's a collection of all my hypnoses, activations, meditations that will help you to support you along your healing journey. So it's free. I will give oh. that, um, I'll send you the link so that you can yeah. share with your audience. And I would, I would love to give that to, to those of you who are, you know, really, really ready to elevate into that love that we were just talking about. I think it'll really just be so nourishing and helpful. And I've heard that I have a very uh, soothing voice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, so. she does. I've I've done her meditations before and it's very tranquil. So that is so sweet. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to share that. That is awesome. So, okay, to finish out and, and as we get into wrapping things up, I do have one more. So as an, I'm going to go back to stress for a little bit and then ask for like three takeaways. I'll try and keep it. <laughs> okay. Um, if, you know, just for, maybe we take just an average Jane out there who just to really simplify only struggles with anxiety. Yeah. Right? It's crippling. It's, it's crippling and kind of, you know, starting to take over daily functions and, um, going back to this sympathetic and all the different vagal things that you talked about. I think that was really interesting. Um, 
I've heard before, and maybe this is true, maybe it's not true, but stress is more about what is your body doing when it should be relaxed, right? It's normal when we're under stress and we have some stressors to act in the stress responses and for our nervous system to act in that way. But the problem is when it's acting in that way, when we should be resting, right? Right, right. And so, and then that's what, you know, obviously that's kind of what takes over and then gets you into those dorsal, back down into the dorsal vagal that you're talking about. So what would be three just super simple takeaways for um, the anxiety, if you can give three? Yeah, so I would say number one, I always go to the body. So I would be attuning with that person. What is it that you feel anxious about? Where does anxiety live for you in your body? What does that feel like? What is the sensation of anxiety? And I would go deeper into those questions and say, okay, what is it? What is that sensation? Because there's probably a past. I also look at like, is there a past part of you that felt anxiety and now it's cycling and like say your seven-year-old self as an example had an experience that really shook you up and and created some of this anxiety and as a result you started thinking certain thoughts and that became your identity so I would look at like where did this start for you and really attuning with that part because oftentimes our little selves are like hey pay attention to me Hey, pay attention. And it comes through as anxiety. So when I even look back at my own journey, my five, six, seven-year-old self already was feeling anxiety. So I would go back to that and say, let's be with this inner child. Let's be with this part of you that was terrified. Because when we can be with that part and digest the emotion, because it's probably fear or terror or something that's there that's undigested, you liberate that energy and you bring that inner child back into your heart and say, honey, it's okay. And then you're not so reactive to whatever's happening out there. So that's where I would go. Um, you know, doing some of that inner, just inner inquiry and curiosity about where is this coming from? Of course, there's things like tapping as well. Um, you know, neutralizing the fear, but I would really want, want to get to the root of it. Like, where is this actually coming from? So Mm -hmm. I would be looking at that. Obviously tapping can come into it. You know, even though I feel this fear, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. It helps neutralize the, the fear. And then I would probably go through some kind of nervous system exercise with them to help create that inner safety. Cause that's really what we, what we want. You know, we, people want to feel safe, feel safe in your own body. So I would probably go through some kind of nervous system exercise, which, I mean, there's so many that you can do. Mm-hmm. I just took one of my clients through this, where you stand up with your hip, with your uh, feet hip width apart and you just start rocking and you start kind of like a baby. Like when, when a mom is like rocking a baby, you can literally just start putting your, um, like putting your weight on one foot then putting it on the other foot. And you just start gently rocking for about 20 seconds. So if you're listening to this episode and you want to try this out, just see if you can feel a 1% shift when you start doing that. Um, another thing that you can do is bilateral stimulation. So this is what I do is, you know, you kind of just, well, if, if somebody's watching the podcast, they can't see it, but it's just literally crossing over. And if you think about how like a baby like lays in the womb, it's like this, right? So it's literally creating that safety 
and you do this about 10 times, you just cross the arms, you pull it down and then you switch. So like it would be like this and then the other one would be like this. You do 10 rounds of that helps to really anchor safety into the body. And you're going to feel that sense of relief, like, oh, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I work is just intuitively like, okay, this is what's going to help you and really getting to the root of it. Okay. That's so helpful. And, and so simple, you know, I love the simple things that you can, um, but it is great to have someone who's knowledgeable about these things and can, you know, just have someone to guide you through it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for reminding us to, uh, ask a really practical summary, Candace. She's really good about sitting on things and then she'll just be like, able to tie it all together at the end she really absorbs everything <laughs> with a beautiful bow at the end yes yeah. yes so well I know this is kind of spontaneous but I I don't know I know we prayed for us before the podcast but I don't know I think it'd be cool we've never done this on the podcast um if we just pray for our listeners out there you know the the girl that's struggling or um needs some clarity and needs some motivation to implement these things so um, if y'all are okay with that, I think that would just be a really cool way, especially with this group to, to yeah. close us out. Candace, do you want to, or are you okay with yeah. me doing it? I would love to, or okay. even if you want to, do you want to pray? Uh, I'll just do it. I'll, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Let's <laughs> take the step of faith there. All right. So, all right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this great group of women. Gosh, it is so cool to be surrounded by such deep thinkers and intelligent women who just put you first and have such a drive. And God, I just pray for the listeners out there that this conversation just really touches their hearts and it just awakens something in them that they can learn to shed that shame and begin to shine. And God, I pray that they would just start to take these practical next steps of seeking you in their health journey and implementing all of these different tools that Christina has talked about and shared with us today. So we just pray over them and um, just be with them throughout that process. And thank you for this platform where we get to talk about you so freely and um, connect with other women. In your name we pray. Amen. Beautiful. Thanks, so, yeah, we've never done that before. So first things first. So. <laughs> I absolutely love it. What a gift both of you are. I really just appreciate this so much. What like an hour just flew by. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> So fun. Well, thank you, Christina, for hanging out with us. Really genuinely. We, we appreciate it. I always learn something when I'm with you. So as do I, it's so, um, filling to talk with you and, and, and such a unique spirit. So thanks. don't y'all feel so much better after listening to that? <laughs> I certainly do. Um, as I'm editing this and reflecting, it's just really great to get to connect with such awesome ladies who really go deep spiritually and want to make such an impact in the world. So thank you again, Dr. Christina, for coming on the podcast and sharing your knowledge with all of our listeners. We are so grateful. And we are also very thankful for the Ascension collection that she has gifted all of you. This has over 40 of her meditations to support you along your healing and business journey. We will include that link in the description and show notes, so be sure to check that out. And if you really love this episode, be sure to give her some love at The Pharmacist Coach on all social media platforms. 
All right. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today. As always, if you're interested in following along for more content, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, give us a review, and check out our social media for updates along the way. Until then, we hope you found this motivating as you seek to optimize your own health and take care of your woman problems, period.